I'm Michelle Broadbent and welcome to your Business Boost podcast. Join me as I take you behind the scenes to show you what it's really like to build a successful business. I'll be sharing practical tools, advice and insights that will change the way you work. So if you're ready to boost your business and your life, let's get started with today's episode. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Your Business Boost podcast. Now, as business owners, I find there is this tendency to go looking for answers often in the wrong places. I see Facebook group feeds filled with questions about what our next course of action should be. There are screechy people on social media bombarding us with what we should and shouldn't be doing in our businesses without any real knowledge of the realities of our business or our life. It's this handing over our power of decision-making to a committee of people that we sometimes don't even know. And As a result of these actions and all of the noise around us, around what we should and shouldn't be doing, it can be very, very difficult sometimes to really know our own minds. But what if we got comfortable and capable of tapping into our own inner knowing to get out of our head and really listen to what our heart is trying to tell us? My guest today has got something just for you. Helen Jacobs is a renowned psychic who has followed her own heart, ditched her successful PR career, and now supports thousands of people all over the world through her work as a medium. Helen has just published her third book titled Follow Your Heart, and this is your ultimate guide to tuning in to what you really, really want and holding your hand and showing you exactly how you can make it happen by providing tools and insights that you can use in your daily life. And this is what Helen is here to talk to us about today. Helen believes that everyone, not just psychics like her, are intuitive. And it is this intuition that we all have within us that can help us live the life that we dreamed of. If only we could tap into it. And Helen shows us how to do this in her new book. So Helen is an incredible woman in my world. Not only is she a client, but we have like a beautiful kind of 360 degree relationship where she is um, a very dear friend and a vital, valued part of my support crew. If you don't already know Helen and her work, then you are in for such a treat because she has written two other books besides Follow Your Heart. She has produced the most gorgeous set of oracle cards, which I use frequently and I know a lot of women in my world do too. She has got a ton of other valuable resources, meditations, all sorts of things which are housed over at her website website, which is helenjacobs.co. I will put all the links for that um, in the show notes. Uh, But for now, I would love you to sit back and enjoy my conversation with 
my magnificent friend, Helen Jacobs. Helen, huge congratulations on your book, your third book. I would love for you to share how this book came to be. Oh, thank you. Uh, You know, it came about because I actually followed my intuition. (laughs) Uh, What do you know? So I actually didn't intend on writing another book at that time. And I was actually preparing for my membership and I was preparing, you know, content and how I was wanting to teach people. Um, to do this work and I was like oh I need more time I need more space and separately I had been guided to reach out to my publisher and actually she had said look I've got this spot in January I think what you're talking about could be a book do you think you could write this in eight weeks and so I did and here it is oh my god (laughs) that's crazy so you know the fact that you wrote it so quickly so it literally just poured out of you it did pour out of me, but I think it's probably important to, to reference that it's based off of 15 years of practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's not like, I mean, I, I do channel and I, I can, you know, have it pouring out of me, but it, it's 15 years and then the eight weeks. And then the eight weeks, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, it's absolutely wonderful. I loved just immersing myself in it um, over the weekend. I got back from holidays and my copy mm-hmm. was on the front door and it was just so wonderful to read and and just so valuable. I think as business owners and as women, um, we can get very, very caught up in our own head. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, when things do go a little bit haywire for me, it's because I'm all up in my head. And I think it was, mm-hmm. it was actually you that said to me a few months ago, <laughs> what do you want, Michelle? And I sat there just like looking at you completely blankly because I did not know. I was so disconnected from my heart's desires. And what I love about this book is that you are literally guiding us through a process for how we can let go of our head's control over everything and just open ourselves up fully to what our heart is telling us. So let's talk about where we can start. (laughs) Um, I think it's actually really important to know that our head is important and especially if we're talking about this in the context of business like there is a real reason why there are you know business plans and forecasting and numbers that like it is absolutely so important (laughs) however in business and in life generally if we veer into a space where we become fixated and attached to the rules and the 12-step program and, hey, this is the secret formula to becoming the multimillionaire by, you know, six months' time. We are completely relinquishing our power and we are completely relinquishing our sense of our own purpose and our own path. So a really simple place to start, I think, is by taking some time to know what it is that you really want. We don't need to figure out how, we just need to know what you want. Um, and, you know, I, I remember our conversation and I, I I won't share all of it here, but I know that it's a conversation that I have with many, many, many women and, and clients. Sometimes it's just knowing what we don't want to do. That's a starting point. And our body will tell us, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, Um, I'm frustrated, I'm resentful, Uh, just recognising those feelings and then sitting with them. 
yeah. is the starting point. <laughs> yeah. And that's not always comfortable either to sit in that comfort. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> and it's a really good caveat, right? Like this work is, and perhaps why we default to our head. Yeah. Because quite often we want to avoid poking at things. And, you know, it, it doesn't have to be from zero to 100. It's just yeah. like, huh, hey, this thing doesn't feel so good. I'm going to give myself some compassion and yeah. some time and some space while I figure this out. Yeah, and that's what you do so beautifully in the book is, you you, you know, you give us that the steps you give us all of those tools and and but it's not like you must follow that like it's not Helen's you know from woe to go follow you know follow this step then that step da, 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 da. like that's not how this is at all no I mean I certainly have suggestions yes. and I certainly have through my own trial and error you know I said before this is based on 15 years worth of following my own heart mm. um you know, there's a reason why I've suggested things in a particular order. But, and, you know, we, we said this just before we hit record, ultimately how you read the book, how you apply the book, how you move through the steps has to be right for you. Yeah. Yep. So if that means, you know, ideally you're following the process, mm -hmm. but if you're going to switch it up a bit and your your own heart is saying, hey, do it this way, cool, trust that, yeah. see what happens. And it's one of the ways that you'll actually develop a trust in yourself. It's no hard and fast rule. And do you know what? Like to your point before about being all up in your head, like I am a human too. I run a business too. I <laughs> and you've seen me be all up in my head, Michelle. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, <laughs> so it's it's not like it's a magic wand that's going to make all of your life easier. You know, like I said before, we can have a magic formula in business. Yes. Uh, you know, this isn't necessarily the magic formula mm. for following your heart, but I think it's yeah. a pretty good uh, starting point. It absolutely is. And something, I mean, you know, while you don't have like, like you said, the magic formula, but there is a met there's a methodology that, that, yes. that features in the book, um, the ARIA method. Mm -hmm. that name. Um, could you talk to us a little bit about that, please? Yes. So the ARIA method is really the, the ARIA part of this is an acronym yep. for asking for, receiving, interpreting and acting on our guidance. And I actually spend quite a bit of time in the book talking about each of those four things. You know, if we want to be following our intuition, if we want to understand what's on our heart, we actually need to ask it <laughs> what it wants it's like any other relationship if you're just trying to mind read uh may not go so well yes. um, so actually taking the time to ask um and in the book I I talk about some of the um other questions and I think you know we can all attest to this particularly in business we usually have what I call a big swirling question right like <laughs> what am I doing with my life or what is this next quarter in my business or, you know, what is this program or, or whatever it might be. Um, and so it's about bringing it, you know, from that big swirling question into the smaller questions and answers. And so I talk about that difference in the book. Um, one of the other things then is like we actually need to recognise and receive the answers that come uh, and receiving them is not the same as interpreting them. 
And so we have to be really mindful that we're uh, uh, interpreting them from our hearts, not our heads, and <laughs> not going, yes, yeah. I've got a green light to forge ahead when really that's not the case. <laughs> yeah. Mm. What is the difference then between, like you talk about, like recognising and receiving and re- interpreting? Like was going to talk to you about like the receiving and interpreting of signs from the universe because it does mm-hmm. I feel like it happens a lot, happens to me all the time and people talk about angel numbers and butterflies and feathers and all of that sort of thing. So what is what is the difference there then? Okay, so think about receiving as actually noticing the yep. sign. Mm-hmm. So let's say that, you know what, there's an example in the book. Let's use, yeah, use, let's use this example. Yeah, Uh, which is actually from a girlfriend of mine who is a very successful business owner. And she had asked the universe for a sign. Should I expand my business or do I want to simplify it? And so she goes out into the world. She's driving somewhere and, you know, she's asked the question of the universe and the sign turns up and she says there's this massive oversized truck carrying these oversized tyres. And it's getting in her way. It's, t- it's encroaching on her lane. She's frustrated. She can't get around it. Now, that's the sign, the receiving of the sign. She, and and I say in the book, she specifically used the language of, um, you know, noticing the bigness and the expansive cargo. Mm. And she was like, oh, my God, is that my sign? So she's received the sign. She's noticed it and she's had it turn up. But the interpreting of it actually is more nuanced. At face value, yes, it's an oversized cargo. You might, yeah, exactly. And so you might think, oh, well, I've had the expanded sign. Oh, I've got to, uh, the answer is to to expand my business. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Go big, go home. Mm. Uh, However, and I I share this in the book, I prompted her a little bit further. And I said, okay, but how did you feel about that? And she said, well, I was annoyed. It was encroaching on my lane. I couldn't get around it. It wouldn't leave me alone. It kept, you know, interfering. And I said, okay, so sit with that. And what does that tell you about the answer? So that's the difference between receiving and interpreting, right? That at face value, if we just see it and run, yeah, we might miss the nuance of actually this particular woman, this friend of mine didn't want to expand her business. It was a thorn in her side. It was annoying her and she really just wanted that out of the picture. And so she's actually worked on simplifying since. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Mm. That's, yeah, it's mm. a great, you know, you you go into that in more detail in, in the book, but I, mm. I, I do love that. Thank you for explaining that. So, so then back to the, back to the R. <laughs> so yeah. R is the the recognizing and receiving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's a multitude of ways that we can receive it. Um, It could be in our dreams. It could be, as you say, through angel numbers, signs and symbols. Um, You know, I've shared this in other books that quite often I will be asking my big swirling questions to the universe and it's through a random conversation or a book that just turns up. And I hope my book just turns up as that answer. (laughs) Um, But it, it, it can come in any other form. And so our job is to keep our eyes and our ears and our hearts open 
Um, and then there is this little bit of crossover as we go into interpreting because um, it's often in how we feel about something. The way that we receive it could be, um, you know, it makes us sit up and pay attention. Like, huh, that's curious. That's funny that that's happened while I've been thinking about something else. Yes. Uh, and then the fourth step is the acting. And so once we've asked and we've had a sign and we've interpreted it, I think sometimes we can, you know, fall into the idea of acting too quickly and particularly in business. And I am, you know, you've had to walk me off plenty of ledge <laughs> because <laughs> I have so many ideas, or like you know, and spirits like, and you can do this and you can do this and here's this great idea and I come to you and go, but you are human, you can't do all of that, you know, Q1. Yes, and that is a common issue with women in business. It's like there is no shortage of bright, shiny ideas in which could pursue. (laughs) So, of course, this is a really great example then of where our head is really useful. Mm -hmm. But if we're going to stay with this idea, our heart will actually help us to filter that anyway. Of those umpteen ideas, there will be the one that maybe doesn't make so much logical sense that, you know, maybe this isn't a money spinner, but there's something in this for me. I've got to follow this. Mm. Um, but our acting can also be, you know, that might be the direction that we're going to maybe start a business or start a project or a program. Uh, but actually, there's all of these other little steps first. And so the action may not be start writing or start promoting or start, you know, the business. The first action may actually be to let go of something else, to change your mindset someplace else. Um, and so the action is not always to leap, to jump, to, you know, do the big thing. Yeah. And I do talk a lot in the book about all of those small steps are actually really important. Yeah, because you're paving the way by mm. taking all of those little steps. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think you mentioned in the book like you know in terms of like the clearing that you know that we need to do Mm -hmm. internally externally physical environment whatever it is in order to prepare for that which yeah um, and I often liken that to um you know farming which is not my uh, area of expertise <laughs> mine either but at a very basic level we know yeah. that there is a seed that it needs to be planted and tended to um but there's a lot of preparation before we even get to that the turning of the soil and you know the the seasons that we move through and the cycles and so I do also talk about that in the book yeah. that there are all of these um cycles that we're moving through and there's feedback that we're getting from the universe so that that kind of timing and when we take action doesn't need to be purely so head-based. It becomes a lot more easy to flow and to um, actually enjoy that yeah. growth process. Yeah, it's all it's all part of it. Um, mm. I love something I really loved in the book was like all the tools and techniques that you share that we can use to kind of hone our intuition and create that life that we that we truly desire. And there are the expected ones like the journaling mm-hmm. and the oracle cards and meditation. I was very happy to read <laughs> dancing was one of the most powerful techniques. Um, I loved that. And there was others, singing, yoga, cooking, 
why is it important for us to have all of these different tools in our toolkit and when should we be drawing on them? I, I love this question. Um, and firstly, part of the reason that we ha- we have all of the tools is not because I'm asking you to do all of them each and yep. every day. Like <laughs> we yes. don't have time. We don't have time to sing, <laughs> dance, meditate, journal, do, <laughs> read our oracle cards. No, <laughs> no, we do not. <laughs> um, however, some of those examples like our cooking um, or even showering are things that we have to do every day. And so what I explain in the book is if we change our thinking if we change our mindset and actually express ourselves through those tools and we all know the difference especially if you've got young kids or any kids anyone you're needing to cook for (laughs) um there is a difference between oh "Oh my god I'm so stressed what have we got in the cupboard the kids are you know they're hungry (laughs) and I need to get something on the table in the next five minutes versus what could we all cook together and could this be fun and will we have some music on and you know maybe it's still a five minute meal of baked beans on toast but it's a different energy that we're expressing in that activity yeah so um i i want to reassure people i'm not making life harder choose what's in it and and those are your tools and i like the idea of dance too i'd like to touch on this that it's about an uncensored way of expressing ourselves. Yes. And so, you know, there are some tools in the book where I invite people to try that on and um, to see what happens when we're actually not thinking about our dancing or thinking about the meal and the end result. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of the other part of your question, you know, when do we know what to use and when? Above all else, your heart will know. (laughs) Uh, And we know that. We know when we should be maybe taking a yoga class or when we should be paying attention to our diet. We we know that already. Yeah. Uh, The difference is do we act on it? That's right, because our head yeah. says that your that you know that mm-hmm. hit class is scheduled into my calendar, so I should do that. Mm-hmm. But your heart is saying no. I need to go mm-hmm. gentler on myself today, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna sit and meditate for half an hour instead, or whatever. Yes. But it's that, yeah. And particularly as females, there are very real cycles that we're moving through. Um, And, you know, to hark back to something I said before, there's this idea of um, our our feminine approach, not to be confused with our gender or sexuality. It's actually just the traits of receiving and flowing and cycling through something. Um, So there are times where we will be really, um, yeah, wanting the the hit class, or we're we're wanting to be extroverted and selling in our business versus the times where nope, I am on the floor, <laughs> not doing much of anything. Yeah. Um, so look, our heart will help us to know the difference. But that being said, because I've been at this for fifteen years, I do make some recommendations about what you can draw on at any given time if you're coming up blank yeah. um I, I will outline for you we'll try this or try that at this point 
Yeah, that's great. And something else that you talk about is the importance of ritualizing the practice of of following our heart. Like this is not just, you know, set, forget, read the book, shove it in a drawer. That's not how you've written this book, which which I love. Um, so what are some of your tips for incorporating this into a daily practice or a periodic mm. practice? So I think it's really easy to, um, yeah, set and forget it. But if we build it into our morning routine, and I actually talk about a daily, weekly and monthly practice, um, you know, as business owners, potentially as mothers or carers, you know, we've got umpteen roles, um, you know, we're not going to be able to sit in meditation for an hour every morning, if only <laughs> we could do that. <laughs> so really what I'm talking about is going with the ebb and flow. There are entire phases or seasons of your life where you have more time and you'll have less time. And so as long as there is just a few minutes, you literally can have a few minutes each morning. So it's waking up. How do I feel? What do I need? Where do I go today? If you've got time, do the journaling, do the meditation, do the intuitive dance or whatever it might be. Um, and, you know, then of and I recommend of a weekend, typically we've got a little bit of extra time. So if you can, you extend the practice there. Yeah. Um, and the reason that I believe it's important is our mind wants proof. Uh-huh. And so when you're actually doing this day in and day out, you're building that muscle. And if you are recording it, if you are journaling or taking notes, your brain is going to see the data mm. and then it can't argue with you anymore. That's right. It can't tell you it's yeah. not working. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we can ritualize it as part of our morning routine. It could be part of your evening routine. Um, for those of us who have our own business, we can actually build it into our business practice, which I've had to do, you know, with small kids needing to get out the door. It's more about just setting the intention at various points in your day to come back and ask your heart. It can be that simple. Yeah. It's lovely. It's beautiful. And I, I love that, you know, what you're talking about, the data, because, you know, I do, I love, I love some data and it like it's an evidence <laughs> file, right? Like you're building up yes. the evidence for yourself, especially if this kind of thing is a bit alien to you, you know, yeah. like are uh, really just like, this is a whole new concept. It's like you're building up that evidence file. Yes. And Michelle, I needed the evidence file, you know, however many years ago when my, like, I didn't set out to be a psychic. Yes. Well, <laughs> like, that was, I was going to ask uh, I, about that. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that because you followed your heart. My background was in marketing and PR. I was responsible for, you know, big budgets, big campaigns. I had to prove that what I was doing was mm. real and it was working. And so, you know, we'll talk about how that leap happened in, in a moment. But um, in that leap, my brain wanted the proof. It was like, so um, the reason that I recommend this is because I know it works. Yeah. And I am just like the listeners. I can be up in my head. I'm ambitious. I've got like my umpteen to-do lists, but my heart gets a to-do list too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the the switch from... PR to psychic. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's not what every girl dreams of, right? It's like, yes, that's that's what I'm going to become so when I grow up. It was not on the 
it was like you never thought about like it literally dropped in oh it yeah it came to me (laughs) uh so to keep a very long story short and that story is in in my first book um when I was 19 my aunt passed away and made it very very clear from the other side that it was possible for me to connect with her um and that is a very short version of that story (laughs) um and you know the next I don't know, maybe seven, eight years, I was terrified. I never wanted it to happen again. I'd been studying. I was setting up my career. I stayed in PR for some time until it became very clear that I couldn't. I was miserable and unhappy. And, you know, my heart knew that this is not what I'm meant to be doing. Yeah. Um, You know, me being me, I actually did go and see a psychic. Yes. yes. (laughs) Not realising yet that, um, you know, what I could do with my own skill. And actually, I thought I was going to ask her about changing jobs. But what I was really there for was to ask her about what had happened with my aunt. Um, And so what then evolved was her saying, well, you can actually do this for people. Go and practice. Um, And so I did. And then that, you know, one thing leads to another and suddenly, like, oh, I actually have a business now doing this um, and ended up leaving PR to to make a go of it um, because I knew that life was showing me that that was maybe not my forever pathway, but it was the next thing for me to look at. Yeah. <laughs> so I did. Yeah, thank you for sharing that because I think given the time of year, um, there will be women listening to this whose hearts may be calling them to make a change, whether it's a career change or a shift in their business to, you know, go in a different direction or what have you. So um, have you got any like other insights or advice that you could share based on your experience of doing this? Yeah, look, I think for me, the leap was important to take that leap of faith because ultimately it was part of my own path and my own purpose. But um, I certainly don't think that everyone needs to jump off the cliff and, you know, hope for the best, Um, particularly when our head can see what's happening in the economy and the broader context. You know, it's our head is useful, remember? Yes. yes. (laughs) Um, So if we're able to... Um, balance the head and heart and I talk about this a lot in the book that when we know what we want we can start having this feedback loop with the universe that shows us how to get there so if you know someone's listening and they do want to make a change it doesn't mean to throw caution to the wind and change today it's about what are the little steps that I need to take to prepare for this what are the steps that I can take to actually bring solutions to me. And I, I talk about manifesting a lot in the book. Um, you don't have to come up with all of the answers and you certainly don't need to come up with all of the how. Mm. You just need to set the direction and then work with the universe to make that happen. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think it's really important to take your time and to really understand what you want Use your head, you know, especially if we're talking about, say, changing a career or um, changing something in our business. Those numbers are really important, right? Like, okay, so this is my baseline. This is what I need to earn. This is what it is going to take for me to replace a salary or to feed my kids. Um, That is really important. And then our task becomes 
who do I need to be? Uh, what is the energy I need to be holding to bring that solution to me? And it's a very, very different proposition. It is. Yeah. Mm. Thanks, Helen. I love mm. that. Oh. <laughs> um, so something that I ask all of my guests um, is to leave our listeners with a recommendation besides your fabulous book, of course, <laughs> um, something that you've watched, read, listened to, eaten experience that will give our listeners a bit of a life or a business boost. So I would love to know what your recommendation is, Helen. Well, my recommendation is to actually stop listening ah. and stop reading and eating and experiencing and just be that's it thanks because in that space you're going to have the answers there are always going to be brilliant people like yourself who have insight and advice and help absolutely and you know I'm going to be coming back to you myself to to, (laughs) to get it um so I'm not saying that those things aren't important absolutely not I think that the answers are actually inside of you. So shut up and listen. Oh, that's that. I think that is probably the best recommendation we have ever had to this. Like, that's so good because it's true. That noise that fills all of us. And um, it's funny because um, she's coming on the podcast next week. I've just interviewed her, Christy Goodwin. Um, oh, I love Christy. We, we all love Christy. <laughs> but we were talking about, because her her um, recommendation is similar. So it's ah. not the same. And you know what? And then um, when I, I think it was Catherine Mahoney, when I interviewed her, it was about hitting pause sure it was her if it wasn't her I apologize but um it yeah so it's it is that that stopping that stopping that's such Mm. good advice Helen thank (laughs) you I love that recommendation it's absolutely brilliant and and we should all work out ways to to incorporate that into our Mm. lives regularly just to turn off the noise shut it all off Mm -hmm. and stop yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Helen, your book is out now. It is absolutely fantastic. I will put a link in the show notes for people to buy it, but I know that you've got a whole heap of resources and other wonderful things at your website. So how how can people get more Helen in their lives? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, come on over to helenjacobs.co or you'll find my Instagram is the same handle, helenjacobs.co. Uh, and, yeah, the book is out. It's in all good book retailers at the moment. I Look, I know that this isn't actually a conventional way, but spirit just, like, tapped on yeah. me. If you're meant to find me, you will. And so if you've just stumbled upon Michelle's podcast today and this interview, then, yeah, you know that you've got to come find me. <laughs> and they will because you've been absolutely fantastic. You've shared some gold and uh, and it is a wonderful book. It's a great book, I think, particularly for this time of year where people have, there's a bit of a blank slate, I think, mm. ready for the year and mm. space for them to soak this up. So thank you for putting it all into words for us too. Oh, thank you. Thank you for reading it. Thank you for having me and sharing this with your listeners. My absolute pleasure. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Michelle.